Hello, everybody, and happy holidays from Chris Vaccaro, star of the Chris Vaccaro Show, starring Chris Vaccaro. I'm Nada Dufino, the lovable elf sidekick. <laughs> Here's the man you've all been waiting for, the owner of the Greenwich Street Tavern, the most Christmassy bar in New York City, Chris Vaccaro! Wow, what an entrance, buddy. Happy holidays to you, my friend. It's been a crazy yeah, week, huh? Too. We've been trying to record this for like three days now, and our schedules are just absolutely uh, crazy, but uh, here we are. So, right in time before uh, the fantasy playoffs start, I'm excited. Hopefully, uh, you're excited and our listeners are excited. So, let's get it going, my friend. I heard a good knock-knock joke the other day. Did you? Let's hear it. Yeah. Well, you made me think of it. Go ahead. Knock-knock. Uh, Who's there? Europe. Europe who? No. Europe who? Oh, let's do it. Man. <laughs> That's a Nando joke if I ever heard one. I know, I know. Oof. All right, the story, <laughs> the story of the week. Show can only get better from here. I, story of the week. Um, mm-hmm. I believe your favorite player and favorite rapper, Cole Beasley, is back with the Buffalo Bills. Looks like he's going to play. There's actually a shot. They're like, yeah, Cole Beasley's going to play on Saturday night. Yeah. No big deal. Yep. Dude retired, played like one game with Tom Brady, mm-hmm. retired, then played a game with Tom Brady, then retired again. And then, like, reached out to the Bills on Thanksgiving. He's like, hey, man, I want back in. Mm-hmm. And they're making some big deal about how they ironed out all their differences. Um, I know you think this is one of these ridiculous Nando bring Of course things. it is. Yeah, because why else? Uh, yeah, go ahead. I just find it strange that, like, the Bills seem okay to me. Like, why? Like, the Bills like, seem hey, okay. Cole Beasley. The Bills you know, seem okay to you. The Bills yeah. seem, do they? They, sa- they seem okay? Do they seem like a team that needs to bring Cole Beasley out of retirement and play him immediately? Well, being that Stefan Diggs is the only one that they can consistently rely on week after week, yeah. Uh, you know, do now should they have gone into retirement to get Cole Beasley out of there? No, but he was a PPR machine for uh, this offense, and Josh Allen had a great rapport with him. So maybe that's what they're looking for. McKenzie's been dropping balls left and right. Gabe Davis is an absolute bust. And uh, they need some help. You know, they they need some help in this offense. So why not just bring in Cole Beasley there to be like a little underneath the blanket for Josh Allen in this offense? Is he fantasy relevant? I doubt it. I don't think you're going to pick up Cole Beasley. I mean, I can't believe you honestly just started the show <laughs> with I Cole can't you went Beasley. Along with like, I want to I wanna just like hang up on you. And like, this is such a nondo. Like, Cole Beasley? No one's even talking about picking up Cole Beasley. The fantasy playoffs are here, and you want to talk about Cole Beasley, who hasn't played in a year? Oh, my God. Unreal. Well, technically, he played earlier this season for Tampa Bay. Uh, okay. I don't even remember that. <laughs> I don't even remember well, some of us, that. Some of us like to follow these games yeah. and watch them on TV. <laughs> yeah, so. I, know. I know. Anyway, don't go picking up Cole Beasley. Anyway, that's that. Nando, this uh, fantasy playoffs going into from last week into this week, you have to say that the story of the fantasy playoffs is the quarterback position and what an absolute mess it is uh, with all these injuries. Uh, you know, you lose, high, especially in the high stakes market uh, where you can't make any more pickups. Yeah, you got that out early. Yeah, real early. After, right, yeah. you know, we had to wait for your Cole Beasley introduction. I'm sorry, I wasted time on Cole Beasley. We would have set a record. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, for all the high-stakes listeners out there, uh, you can't make any ad drops now after last week going into the playoffs. That's what we talked about. You, you had to set your team up for Week 14 and the Fantasy Playoffs. Well, now all you people that lost Kyler Murray as your quarterback and had a pretty good chance of having uh, a Kenny Pickett as a backup 
Um, uh, possible Brock Purdy as a, a backup going into the playoffs. Uh, you know, it's a it's a mess. It looks like Tyler Huntley uh, is going to start for the Ravens come this Saturday. Uh, for all the people that, you know, obviously went out and got him to back up Lamar Jackson teams or, uh, you know, Kyler Murray when he was on a bye. Um, it's it's a real mess, you know. I don't know how many of us are, are using Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson, uh, after his fantasy performance last week and a decent uh, playoff schedule, it could have been rostered. There's a lot of teams that have maybe a Kyler Murray and, you know, Russell Wilson uh, combination. Uh, so quarterback positions all banged up. Everyone's got concussions. I don't know, you know, uh, who you could really uh, rely on going into this weekend. There's a lot of Team Dicey that don't even have a healthy quarterback on their roster as they head into the fantasy playoffs. That's, I mean, that's a problem. Sure. Right? Like, what do you do? You just grin and bear Nothing. it? Like, yeah, I'm right, sitting I here. I hope everyone else scores. Yeah, I, I lost 23 points. Just Nando, now. I have been sitting here for three days just following practice reports and praying that I just even have a healthy – I have, uh, you know, nobody cares about my fantasy team, but I'm, it's just crazy. I have a Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley, Kenny Pickett, uh, high stakes team going into the playoffs. <laughs> you know, it's Thursday. You thought you were yeah, Jackson and I, Huntley. I was, I was, you know, a lot of people think it's crazy to carry three quarterbacks, but obviously with the Lamar Jackson uh, injury, it, you know, it was okay. But I'm sitting here on a Thursday praying that one of these guys goes. I know that Lamar is probably not going to go, but, uh, you know, that's one team. I have another team that's a Brock Purdy uh, Lamar Jackson team. And, it, you know, Schefter reported this morning that Purdy's looking likely to play. But if Purdy didn't go, I, that's another team gone. I have three teams in consolation brackets that are Kyler Murray and Kenny Pickett. I have no quarterback on those three teams. Luckily, those are consolation teams, so I don't care as much. But I know a lot of people have that situation. So, and, and like I said, you know, you can't be excited about uh, starting Tua. Tua is banged up. His receivers are banged up. They're going into a snow game on Saturday night in Buffalo. Uh, well, it's all, I mean, it's supposed to snow Friday for a little bit. Well, I mean, that's not what I'm hearing. I'm hearing Saturday uh, for that game. Oh, yeah, who are you hearing? Who are you talking to? Uh, uh, Mr. G, the weatherman, Mr. G. <laughs> With the New York, the guy from WPIX. <laughs> the only one. Oh, wait, him and Al Roker, the only two weathermen I know. So could have said either one. But the quarterback yeah. position, moral of the story, nah, the, the quarterback position is a real mess. If you have like a Pat Mahomes... Uh, you know, you're sleeping like a baby right now. But um, his the quarterback position is really ugly. Even uh, the healthy ones are in tough situations this week. Can't feel great about even a Josh Allen in, in, in if the weather's going to be this bad. So um, very few quarterbacks that look good. What uh, What's your consolation bracket? What what's the mean? end? What what's the it? end game there? Like, well, you mentioned it's consolation brackets. What's the prize? Uh, you get paid. Like it depends on the event. Uh, you know, you know the online championship or the uh, the main event consolation bracket. It's all different payouts, but it's like top ten or top twelve. But you set your lineup, and uh, you know it's a long shot. You're up against a huge field, but you still set your lineup and hope that you can make a couple bucks back if your team, you know, was unsuccessful and didn't make the fantasy playoffs. Right. So what uh what are you thinking about Desmond Ritter right now? And not so much Desmond Ritter, yeah. but, like, what he can do to the rest of the team. Because I think there are a lot of teams out there with maybe, like, Drake London. Like, I'm in, I'm in playoffs, and both of my teams happen to have Drake London, who I didn't use very much this year. Yeah. 
But now the Ritter's here. I'm like, oh, you know, like maybe maybe they let him throw. Uh, Drake maybe London. He will throw to Drake London. I I would be excited if I was a Drake London owner right now going into the playoffs. And you know why not though? Not only because all right now we have a quarterback that we feel they'll be throwing more Atlanta, and he'll be the top uh, target, especially with Kyle Pitts gone. Drake London should see a bunch of targets in, in these fantasy playoffs and could be one of those guys that's a you know a weekly seven catch eighty yards and a touchdown type guy that. Uh, you know, the, the biggest caveat there is you're going to be in the fantasy playoffs here. If you're in an overall field, uh, if you want to talk about home league guys, you're obviously going to be the only team with Drake London in the uh, in, in that league. But as, as for an overall, if you're looking at the high stakes market, uh, there's not going to be that much Drake London rostered, you know? So that's the real advantage of, of having Drake London uh, with Desmond Ritter coming in here. Really? No one, like, he was just hanging on the end of benches in the high-stakes leagues? Hanging on the end of benches? No. Well, I mean, I like mean, you said, like, you it, backed up your you backed up your Lamar Jackson, right? People didn't back up their Marcus Mariotas with... I, I, just move Ritter. on. That's a crazy... I mean, what do you move... Okay, so what, are you in the playoffs with Mariota? Well, I don't know, man. You could have been your bench QB, and then when you're setting your playoffs, like, you get your second DST, you get your second quarterback, right? No. There's no? not that much Drake right. London. He struggled way too much, did nothing, and there's not that much Drake London ownership. But, you know, he's one of those guys that for these last three or four weeks here as you enter the playoffs, if you somehow got in without him, if you were playing him, you're probably not in the fantasy playoffs. If he was sitting on your bench and you had a, you know, a Jacoby Myers or somebody that was out of nowhere that was taking his spot, as a top 10 round pick for you and, and producing weekly, which could have been a bunch of different receivers. It, it, you know, now's the time to go back with a Drake London and you could separate yourself from the field with players like that, that are different. You know, who's a, a you know, deal? who else is a player like that off the top of my head that I, I'm going to get in my fantasy playoff roster. I believe uh, AJ Dillon. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, it, That's interesting. A.J. Dillon's the type of player, now that it's cold, December, uh, you know, he started looking good a couple weeks before the fantasy uh, playoffs hit, before they went on the bye. Uh, he's the type of player that I could see uh, um, getting in there and, um, you know, getting 12, 14 carries a week. And maybe he's a 15, 20 point uh, a week running back. There's not going to be any A.J. Dillon in an overall field, pretty much. So, What are you doing with Deshaun? Let me, let me give you yeah. a... a a Nando team. Here we uh, go. No, it's a super, it's a super flex, and I have this conundrum, and I can't figure it out now. We've talked about this team before. I'm uh, bringing it up again. I got Tua Tagovailoa. I got Geno Smith. I got Sam Darnold and his beard, mm. which seems to have transformed him. Yeah. Uh, and I got Deshaun Watson, and I got Aaron Rodgers. I got a lot of quarterbacks. Super flex league. Um, that's a t- you're, in a, you're in a tough position, Nando, because all those quarterbacks right? are in bad positions. I have a Geno Smith fantasy playoff team, and uh, his backup is Mike White. And if Mike White was even – if I knew Mike White for sure was going to start this upcoming Sunday versus the Lions, I'd wait and not play Geno Smith tonight because I want to get out of that matchup versus the – the Niners, 49ers, man. Uh, it's you tough. Oh, man. You got Geno versus the Niners there. Uh, I, I'm, I, for you, I'd have to say Geno and Deshaun Watson, but Watson's got a tough matchup versus the Ravens. It, you know, it's just, he could get it done on the ground. He could give you 30, 40 rushing yards and hopefully a touchdown. But again, last week I wasn't that impressed with, with Watson, uh, you know, uh, for a second week. Um, you're in it a takes, tough I mean, position. I guess you know, you know who I would actually might sneak in if I was Aaron you Rogers. is Rogers. You love Aaron Rogers. No, yeah. I don't love it. I actually hate Aaron Rodgers this year, and and 
wouldn't advise playing him, but he does have the Rams on, on Monday night. And uh, you know what? He's probably good for 250 and two touchdowns, and I'd be worried about all these other quarterbacks. I, I'd be totally off the two a bandwagon going into Buffalo in, in the cold weather this week. I don't know, man. Isn't that, what we, isn't that what we want? Like a bunch of short passes to his speedy guys who are going to take yeah, off in the cold weather? Okay, great. And guess what? You know, he doesn't. He doesn't like turn into an ice statue. You know what I mean? Like you just, it's a little cold. So what? It's a little cold. All right. So it's 18 degrees probably in Buffalo. It's gonna be 30 on Saturday, and you're dealing with Jalen Waddle, who is definitely not himself. He's all banged up and not producing for like a month now. So you know that's rough to see. I don't know how you could start Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. The last couple minutes of the game the other night, you see him limping off the field. He can't be he can't be feeling great, especially in cold weather on Saturday night. Guy relying on speed. Um, he's got an ankle injury. So your top two targets in that offense are all banged up, and uh, you're playing a really good defense in Buffalo. So no, it's it's a full fade of Miami and Tua for me. So play him if you want, but no, you know I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna put an Aaron Rodgers for Tua right now just because he told me to. There you go. Friendship. Wow. And I'm going to leave in Gino. You're going to leave in Gino. You got to leave Gino in. Got to leave Gino in. Against Speaking of man. other players. Oh, you know, I'm going to start Darnold against Pittsburgh. Go ahead. Well, you know what? You should start Gino and Darnold because those are your two man crushes at quarterback. <laughs> and that's who you should ride or die with. That's they got me here. And I got Paris Campbell, a wide receiver, thanks to a bunch of injuries. And I need to address that. There are a lot of injuries. We just talked about Hill and Waddle. Um, you know, going into the fantasy playoffs here, T. Higgins. What about what T. Higgins did to fantasy owners oh, last week yeah. again? Okay. I know that's been a huge controversy uh, this week because it happened earlier in the season where he gave a zero. But this time, he goes and reportedly gets re injured in warm ups, and they say, all right, we're shutting him down. He's not going to play. So, and we get no word of that. And all of us, T. Higgins, in the big week 14 to make the fantasy playoffs or win a league title, we take a T. Higgins wide receiver 1-0. Okay? Two plays into the game, Tyler Boyd breaks his finger, dislocates it, and he's out. So this is another offense, this Cincinnati offense. We don't know what it's going to look like going into this week. Uh, I doubt, I don't know what's going to happen with T. Higgins, but... I definitely wouldn't be starting a Tyler Boyd with a dislocated finger either. Um, there are a couple of receivers that I think are going to be league, uh, you know, championship winning wide receivers. One of them is Jamar Chase, uh, just for because he's back to looking great again. And, and where do you think Chase goes next year? First round again. Yeah, but I mean, I, I all right, but I mean, like four, two. What overall? Yeah. Forget about overall. Wide receiver wise, oh, yeah, top means nothing. Top, uh, I'd say top three or four wide receivers off the board. Justin Jefferson is locked into wide receiver one. Um, I think Cooper Cup is going to slide because of the injury, and who knows what this quarterback situation is going to be. Uh, Tyreek Hill is going to be right there, and Jamar Chase. Yeah, right. That's that's like I had a. We had a, a early draft for Better Sports Network last night, mm -hmm. and uh, I took Jamar Chase. I think at five. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what number pick I had, yeah. but I took him early. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's those are the safe plays. You want to? You're locked in with Joe Burrow. You got a top five quarterback, real life and fantasy, with Burrow, and he's connected with Jamar Chase. Is going to live in the first round for as long as Joe Burrow's there, as long as Jamar Chase is healthy. You're looking at a first round Jamar Chase probably for the next five six years. You, know? you probably just jinxed it somehow. 
Yeah, listen, I, I've been known to do that. You're still a good guy. It was nice to see Mike Williams come back and dominate, and I think um, I think that's one of my guys in the fantasy playoffs that I could see given 20-plus performances for the next three weeks, along with this Chargers offense. Uh, you know, I know I've been talking about the Charger offense for a couple of weeks now, but a Herbert, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, that like combination right there, I think they could be like the Bengals offense of last year and just blow up in the fantasy playoffs. I thought it was going to be Miami. I know I said that uh, two, three weeks ago, but now Miami's just falling apart, injuries, everything. This Charger, I love what I see out of Herbert weekly. He's healthy. The offense is humming. And, and now that he got Mike Williams back, a healthy Mike Williams back, I'd, I'd put Mike Williams as a top 12 wide receiver this week and going forward. Well, that's the thing. Mike Williams is super frustrating, I think, for any fantasy player. Mm-hmm. But if you're like when he's in, he's awesome. You know what I mean? Like it's and it like just suck it up and play him the rest well, of the season. You, you, some... I hate Mike Williams. I'm sick of Mike Williams. Just like just yeah, play. you got to take the good with the bad. I mean, it's it, listen. There's very few fantasy players that are weekly consistent. You know, and Mike Williams isn't one of them either. Even when he is healthy, he'll give you that dud every three or four weeks. But I think you know he's missed a lot of time. He's back now. He's healthy. The Chargers are going to be going for this playoff run. Uh, it was a huge win at home versus the Dolphins. They get the Titans this upcoming week here. Um, I'll be betting the Chargers. I, I like the. I think both of these teams are going in different directions, and I like the Chargers in this game. And I like the matchup for these receivers. I think. I think Herbert's like a three fifty and three touchdown type performance. I think he's a QB one overall. This week versus this Titans team. The Titans, it's tough to run against them. You know, the Chargers aren't a running team anyway. Uh, but, I, you know, this is another game where I could see Austin Eckler catching 8-10 balls out of the backfield. If you don't own yep. them, you know what, Nando? It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating of you. I have no Austin Eckler. One of my biggest regrets. Um, but there's no safer, more consistent player on a weekly basis at running back this year now than, than Eckler because he's just such an easy like I looked up like last week I'm watching the Dolphin game and I'm I don't have many Dolphins or Chargers Nando and I'm like I just hope this game is a is a like a dud you know it was coming to the end of the week trying to make some fantasy playoffs you're watching these standings go up and down you're like the last thing you wanted to see was the Chargers and Dolphins with a 55 total just Charges defense banged up. I, I thought I was going to see a 38-35 game where everybody just goes off. And it didn't happen like that. But you look up and you're like, oh, Austin Eckler doesn't seem like he's doing anything. And it's halftime and he's got seven catches for 62 yards and like 25 crappy rushing yards. And it's like a 16 or 17 in PPR format. Like he was already like a RB1 for the week at halftime. And he did nothing. He was just catching little dump offs, caught one like nice 20 yarder. He's just such an easy, I like to call it an easy 20 points. Every, you know, there's just certain players at the running back position, well, not many, I'm saying, that could get you to the 20 point level on a weekly basis, even if they don't have like a huge game. And Eckler's just one of them. And then eventually he's just going to drop that 30, 35 point game when he gets in the end zone or has a good rushing production. So, Eckler's RB1 the rest of the season um, in PPR leagues. There's no other running back I'd want in the fantasy playoffs going in other than Austin Eckler 
even over Christian McCaffrey, who would probably be number two. But Eckler's just automatic 25. And that's why, you know, along with the Chargers, with Herbert, Williams, and Allen, this is the team I'd love to have multiple pieces of in the fantasy playoffs. Are you thinking about this uh, in terms of like, well, no, you know, never mind. I was, I was saying like if, if you're playing like in a second chance tournament or if you're playing in like a little like a playoff game here for these last three, like is is it would you like Eckler's like your number one maybe? If you're talking like DFS, I would be stacking yeah. chargers. That's that's yes. the way I would go, especially this week. Titans are good against the run. Uh, you know, defensively, the secondary can be had. And that's why I could see Herbert just going off. With you still play DFS? Guys. No, I don't. I play a weekly yeah, yeah. NFFC contest uh, that's, uh, you know, like a DFS contest where, if, you know, it's like a 50-person field. If you win it, uh, you get a free uh, main event team next year. Uh, I do that, but I don't play like DraftKings or FanDuel uh, this year, especially. I haven't done it. Yeah, I don't either. Mm, shocker. It's not fun anymore. It's not fun, right? Yeah, you know. Have you tried Underdog? I, I heard good things about Underdog. No. I'm no, try I that. haven't. Yeah, a lot of people are getting into Underdog. I just I have so many regular season fantasy teams that maybe now that the fantasy playoffs are here, um, nah, probably not, actually. Yeah, because you got the consolation bracket. Right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, luckily, I got uh, a, luckily, and I got enough teams in in the the real uh, championship rounds to keep me busy these next three weeks, and hopefully they they can uh, make a run at it and then keep me interested. What about running backs, Nando? We got banged up. What do you do with a Saquon Barkley at this point? I don't know, man. I got yeah, we got him. We got him on uh, the team that I helped my dad's friend with, and we like he's benched right now. Yeah, I mean, who do you have him benched over? I, I don't even know if I want to hear this. Uh, Matt Breda and exactly. Alexander Madison. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hold on, man. I gotta go look this up. No, 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 no. You. Don't. I, you have two uh, teams. CBS, you have two fantasy com. teams. How do you yeah, not know your go... fantasy teams? Like. What do you mean? I got. I have a lot more yeah, than two. Yeah. It's hurtful. I know. But no, his three. is. I don't know. I don't memorize fantasy teams. Man. I got That's crazy. Other things in my head. That is really crazy to me. Yeah, actually, you know, it's crazy. I like the team. I know my playoff team. I know the quarterbacks that I have. I don't even know if I can recall like. All right. Well, anyway, Saquon's just so banged up, and you know, okay, if you my watch, team. Go ahead. No. <laughs> I got to go to the website because he has a different password because he doesn't want people. Nobody cares, Nando. I think a lot of people do. Nobody cares. Uh, I think people do. Uh, we're starting Deontay Foreman and Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Uh, and our flag, we're flexing Jerry Judy over him. Yeah. See? that's. I mean, all valid. You, you can make a case for all those guys. That's fine. I got no problem starting. Listen uh, to this bench. A.J. Dillon, Ramondre Stevenson, Drake London, George Pickens, Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're that's killing a, it. That's a, that's a team that's good. Yeah, you're killing team. it in the 18. We're killing it, man. You're yeah, killing it, it in that 18 Yahoo League. 11 and three. It's actually a 12 team CBS. Yeah. Um, that part where I said CBSSports.com. Screen screenshot that team out. Should have been a giveaway. Yeah. Anyway, but that's funny that you mentioned Ramondre because you know that's two of the biggest names right here. You got two RB ones, two top 12 running backs heading into the fantasy playoffs. And they're both banged up. We were all excited to start Ramondre Stevenson, especially this week against the uh, Vegas Raiders. And I highly doubt that he's going to play, especially after he screwed all of us, leaving early, getting hurt in the first quarter uh, on Monday (laughs) That bastard. Yeah, he got (laughs) us. Uh, You know what? Credit to him, though. He got hurt. He he left. 
and then he came back and he gave it a go and he and he caught a ball and, and and stuff but he couldn't go i think he's dealing with a little bit of a high ankle sprain i'll be shocked if he's plays a lot of people seem to think that he's going to be like a game time decision but you won't see Ramondre stevenson so forget that dream now all of a sudden damian harris who has we thought would be lost for weeks he looks he got back on the practice field he might play so now he takes over the lead back role. If not, it's Pierre Pierre Strong and and Kevin Harris. Uh, I think that's Damien's cousin. But um, uh, you, you want to look a, that up for no, you? No, you're no, talking? no, 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 don't. I don't that was, mind. That was a bad. Uh, that was a bad joke. Um, but you know, oh, it's a whole bunch of n- n- uh, no names here. You can't use any of these guys. Ramondre is going to be out. Saquon is now splitting time with Brita and Brightwell. Because uh, something's not right with Saquon. I know they want to say it's his neck, but I think it's more it's his shoulder. You see he's got like a little harness on. He's just all banged up. It's end well, of the season. that's kind of what it is. It's always vague, like shoulder, neck. Yeah, you know, that, that, they yeah. Probably, you know what it is? To, for me, they say maybe neck, and they don't want to say shoulder or arm. So the defenders are actually like, you know, like leaning in, making sure they hit that shoulder over and over to get him out of the game. But... Yeah. You know, you're in a tough situation. Saquon's most likely going to play again, but it's going to be frustrating. And you have, if you have better options, I I don't have a, uh, you know, I don't have an issue with pulling him for someone else like you do. You know, a Jerry Judy type or a Dante Foreman is, you know, uh, a good options. But I will say this. It's weird, man. I hate, I hate week 15. You hate week Or whatever this, you know, what, what? when you say yeah, week 14. You hate, you hate weeks 1 through 14 too, though, Nando. So it doesn't. Oh, come on. Do I sound like a man who's not enthusiastic about fantasy football? <laughs> um, what was I just going to say? Oh, so one of the things I did want to talk about was your boy, Dante Foreman, Nando, because I'm watching the Carolina-Seattle game, and I'm really not in love with what I see now with the usage of Foreman. Uh, well, he's hurt. He's hurt too. Listen, I know we're late in the season, and and everyone's a little banged up. But it seems like there's just too many of these these teams. And this is what fantasy has become now in uh, with the running back position is running back by committees. Not you know, not many teams have that bell cow where they're getting eighty five percent snaps, uh, and they're the whole you know kit and caboodle. But yeah, uh, you know, Dante Foreman is almost borderline getting to the point where I don't know if I could play him because Chubba Hubbard is playing too big of a role now. He's come back, and he's earned a right because he looked really good. Um, I wish I, I should have looked up the snap percentage between the two of them, but I would say Hubbard uh, outsnapped. Want me to look it up? I actually think – If you have I it, think, I think uh, Hubbard outsnapped Foreman. Hold on, cbssports.com. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Casey Joyner wrote something about it. Keep talking, I'll find it. Yeah, so, you know, Hubbard and Foreman look like it's like almost a 50-50 split. And not only that, now the kid Blackshear gets in for some uh, for some snaps too. So we're in the three-headed, you know, uh, territory where it's like a 40-40-10. Uh, 40% snaps, uh, for, you know, 45% snaps each uh, Hubbard and Foreman and 10% Blackshear. So there's just too many backfields that are like that, Nando, you know, the, the Ravens with Gus Edwards and now J.K. Dobbins hopping along, you know, he's another one. That's another situation. Just too many running backs, uh, you know, situations where you're like, what am I going to do with these guys? Miami with Mostert and Jeff Wilson, who's banged up. 
I doubt Wilson will play. But now Mostert and Salvan, Salvan Ahmed got in. Mostert isn't. I can't believe much. we're back in the Salvan Ahmed. It's crazy. It really is. It's crazy. You know, the it's there's just too much of a mess, Nando, with a lot of backfields and the running back position as a whole. There's just not that many playable running backs for fantasy as we head into the fantasy playoffs right now. It really is. It really is scary. What do you do I with the Lions? Like, like, look at the Detroit Lions. I know last week's show, I said De- DeAndre Swift was definitely a running back I would want heading into the fantasy playoffs. The snaps were on the rise, and he was looking good. And then last week happens, and his snaps were like down back down to 30%. Did basically nothing. Jamal Williams isn't getting the job done either. And now all of a sudden, you see Justin Jackson score. So now they're mixing in a third running back. It's tough enough to play a Swift or a Jamal Williams. You were getting lucky with Jamal Williams all these weeks because Jamal Williams finds the end zone every week. But Jamal Williams hasn't caught a ball in like four weeks. You know, it's... Uh... And how about those Jets? <laughs> how about them? You know, it's... Well, the back... I mean, the backfield is... I mean, I guess... Zonovan, Zonovan Knight. Knight. No, Zonovan Knight is, is definitely the the guy you would want in this backfield, I think, going forward as they head into this game versus the Lions. Um, would you be shot? I mean, Carter fumbled. I, I saw Carter fumble. So he's playing his way out of, you know, uh, he's got to play his way out of the doghouse. I'd say Zonovan Knight, you got to look at him as like a, a mid-range RB2, back-end RB2. And Carter, you can't play, you know. Uh, all these situations are, are, are tough. You know what? I know. What back? You, you even do a team Ryan. by team. Tell me which back. Like P Ryan is is has played himself into the mix with with Joe Mixon. It's not like Joe Mixon's going to be a ninety percent snap uh, running back where you could lock him in as an RB one. Like you know, like all right. Now that we're on this topic, like what running backs are like a lock in RB one elite type? You know, you have Eckler, McCaffrey, Derrick Henry. Josh Jacobs is banged up, but God, my God, he's been unbelievable. So, yeah, we got to include him, but he's got a calf issue. And, you know, screw this calf issue. I, enough of it. I've been hearing about this for four weeks. The guy comes out and he runs for 140 yards and and gets 25 fantasy points. So, Jacobs is one of them. James Conner. James uh, Conner looks like he's looking okay, but now that's a mess without Murray. Who knows what that offense is going to look like going forward. I think it'll be – people are saying it might be better. It might be. The Chiefs now with Jarek McKinnon, uh, with that fantasy performance, he you know he's earned his right to be uh, you know in the mix there uh, with Pacheco. Uh, so that's a two man backfield for the yep. Chiefs. Even even the good ones like a Tony Pollard and Zeke, you know Tony Pollard's I think RB seven or eight on the season, and you got to lock him in. But at any week he could get nine carries for forty yards, and Zeke can play more of the the lead back role. You know, that's it's tough. It's tough. Nando Kamara is a bust. He hasn't been doing much. Um, you got to roll him back out there. So Bears, how about the Bears? You know, Montgomery. I was probably wrong on saying a couple weeks ago I wouldn't want any part of him. Um, but he's got a tough matchup versus the Eagles. But you got to roll him out there. I would look at him as a as a RB two. But my boy Miles Sanders, another great game last week. 
Miles Sanders is right now moving up the charts so much where you have to consider him a top 10 fantasy running back right now as you head into the fantasy playoffs, no? Process of elimination, which yeah. is crazy because all the teams are playing too. It's not even like, well, six teams are on by, so I guess Miles Sanders moves into the top 12. Mm-hmm. It's like these teams have all gone straight, like the like the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Something that we thought we had figured out several times this season, just they keep getting weirder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm surprised they didn't sign Cole Beasley to be a running back. That's basically their move. Cole Beasley to bring be a, a bunch of people back. in. Did you really just say that? Do you want to retract that or not? No, it's a joke okay. because the Broncos keep bringing in like Latavius Murray. <laughs> like the, the guy wait, how crazy? Wait, how crazy is it that this poor guy Mike Boone, who I've been, I'm a sucker for Mike Boone. I just think Mike Boone's really good, and yeah. You know, this guy, every time he gets hurt and then comes back and steps on the field, it's like you're counting the minutes down till he gets hurt again. He comes back and you're like, every, I went out and I picked up Mike Boone a couple of weeks ago and stashed him on all my playoff teams. And now I'm just sitting there because now you, have, you can't drop him or anything. And now he goes to IR. Okay. He got hurt again in his first game back. Uh, and he's done. But, it, yep. you know, it looked like the Broncos were starting to be like, all right, what are we going to do here with these last four weeks with, with Latavius Murray? We're going to give him the backfield? Like, we're not playing for anything. Might as well. Like, that was the play on Mike Boone. Like, they're going to give Mike Boone the shot to be the lead back here for the final five weeks of the season, see what they have, and maybe he's the backup to Javante Williams going into next year. And then he goes and gets hurt. But Jonathan Taylor, top six running back. Yeah, obviously, that's another name I got to throw out before our listeners are like, what about Jonathan Taylor? Uh, I'm sure they were screaming that. No, I'm, I'm sure. I'm a little worried about Nick Chubb. Um, just a little bit. His production has started to slip, but he's still an RB1. But, you know, guys like Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara, these guys are not producing. They're not looking good. And these are two running backs that coming into well, next Kamara year. Well, Kamara hasn't all year. Kamara, right. I mean. But Dalvin weren't... Cook really hasn't been that good this year either. I don't have any Dalvin Cook. I faded him this year. But he just, the numbers every week just don't look well at, at all. And these are two running backs that I'll be interested to see in drafts go into next year. These guys are long gone from being, you know, first rounders and and even second rounders probably going into next year. I think these two running backs are two, you know, guys that have always been in the first round these last bunch of years and rightfully so. And now they're going to start to fade, you know, away. I would be fading these Kamara, Dalvin Cook types. They've got years on them now. They got a lot of wear and tear on them. They probably fall into the third, fourth rounds of drafts. They're probably going to be that typical well, at what point back. do they become a well? That's the thing. Deal. That's yeah. the, well. That's the and that's what fantasy drafters have to, you know. That's the big conundrum. You know, it's like yeah, I don't like Kamara and Dalvin Cook, and I really want to fade them going into twenty twenty three drafts. And then you look up and you you get like a fourth round price tag on them, and then all of a sudden in your brain you start saying, oh my god, well wait a minute, hold on, I don't want them, and I think they're declining, but. If I start my draft off with three stud receivers and in the fourth round, I could get a Dalvin Cook to give me some volume. Boom. And then what happens? It's week six. Dalvin Cook sucks. And Madison took his job in 2023 or whatever. And you're like, God, why did I fall into the trap? So that's going to be an issue for 2023 drafters that we face. But for me, the lesson I've learned is it's always fool's gold. You know, nine out of ten times, it's fool's gold. Just because the the just because the the round looks good and it maybe it fits your team well, 
No. If you're out on a plane and you think they're declining and they're not going to produce what they always did, just get out. Don't fall for it. Go, go in a different direction because most likely you're going to be regretting it. I got a name for you that you haven't touched on. Mm-hmm. And because I think, I mean, he, he, to me, he's very interesting here these last few weeks. Right. Cam Akers. Yeah. I mean, he could be stud. Or he could be a bust. No, I, I don't know. I can't see uh, that's, that's, what, that's what we come to you for, what do you, Chris. What do you mean? Like uh, for the rest of the season or heading into Chris next TV. year or what? No, I mean like like no, uh, the playoffs, the next few weeks. I, I, I can't say that, Nando, just because the team is so bad. And if you say a stud, like I can't say like you're going to look up at Cam Akers, the fantasy playoffs is going to drop a, a 27, a 23, and a 24. Like – you know, he's not going to be a top 10 fantasy running back. Is he a piece that you can put in your flex spot? Or if you have a loaded team and you're just looking for a, like an RB2, uh, you know, fill-in, yeah, he can get you 12 to 14 points each week. Like, that's the way he's I would three, use a Cam Akers. Three touchdowns the last two weeks. Right. That's uh, He's scoring at least. I mean, they're giving yeah, him the ball yeah, to score scoring. touchdowns. Yeah, and he's definitely uh, the lead back, you know. On that team, but it's a tough team to trust, even with Baker Mayfield, which that was crazy last Thursday night. We haven't spoke since then, but we 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 have well, we not have, on air. just not yeah. to the you know not to the listeners. So sorry, thanks. It's basically thanks just Joey Brown that. listening to this. All right, thanks. You say some stupid stuff like that at this there. point. Why would it only be one person listening? Shout out to Joey Brown. That's ridiculous. We got a lot of we got a lot of uh, <laughs> messages and and everything. A lot of people like the podcast. The numbers are are up, and uh, you know I don't know why. A you lot say of iTunes reviewers like don't that. like your uh, negative attitude. They were saying. Oh, a lot of a lot of YouTube reviewers you don't like me. your stupid questions. <laughs> I have pretty good questions, I think. I can't wait till this week when they flip out five minutes into the show and probably stop listening because your Cole Beasley introduction. Yeah, and then guess what? They're going to wake up Sunday and be like, Cole Beasley was really 11 for 121 and two touchdowns, or did I dream that? Yeah. Or, and then they're going to go back and they're going to say, you know, only one podcast active. talked about Cole Beasley. Or he wasn't active, and you won't talk about that at all. You'll just talk about your Justin Fields call from five uh, from 15 weeks ago. I haven't brought that up once. Yeah, You actually. made a pillow over it, Nando. I want you to talk about you that. Weren't supposed, you weren't supposed to know about that wow. until it got to your doorstep. God. Imagine going so far to, to pat yourself on the back that you were right about something that you made a Christmas gift pillow with the whole transcript of our back and forth on it. Imagine going that far out of the way. It's not it's not that I was right. To like, <laughs> it's not I that mean, I was right. That's not the funny part. No, the is, funny part isn't that sad, I was right. Sad. The funny part is that you were wrong. Mm-hmm. I, do you want me to read you the transcript? I do it, no, I you do it every week. week. You would find a way to bring it up on every show just because that's your shining moment. Uh, you brought it up. Whatever. You went from Cole Beasley to a pillow. Mm. You excited about Saturday games now, though? Now, uh, I mean, I wish it was... Well, actually, I think the following week for Christmas, there's going to be a Christmas Eve end day uh, games. So uh, I guess it won't be just this week. But uh, I love when the Saturday game schedule rolls around. You know, college football ends the regular season. And in between bowl games, they give us this uh, Saturday triple header. So it's like a full weekend of uh, football and with the fantasy playoffs starting, it's awesome. It's like, you know, you have standalone games and uh, I'm loving it. I always look forward to this week. Um, Will you it's be watching like any it, of the games, Nanda? No, of course not. Gotcha. But uh, I feel I feel like you 
in particular. <laughs> Here we go. Of course I will be. Mm-hmm. You in particular would like this because you look at the times and it feels like Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Like it's a Saturday, mm-hmm. it's the holidays, and there's, you know, a 12, there's a 415, there's an 830, yeah, or a 430-815, whatever you want. It's to, more about you could focus it. on, you know, it's more about when, you know, you have a normal week in football and it's just Sunday. You know, all the games are going off at the same time, 7, 8, 1 o'clock games, and you're bouncing around and you're looking at all these games at a time, and it goes so fast. But when you have a schedule like this where they break it off with its three games, you could just focus in on one game at a time. You know, you have your 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and 8 o'clock game on Saturday. So you get – it's like watching Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football. You know, you get these three standalone games to follow your players and just lock in on one game, okay? And then happens three times over on Saturday. You get a smaller slate on Sunday afternoon and 4 o'clock. And yet, you still get your Sunday night standalone game, your Monday night standalone game. So it makes the, the, you know, you get to see a lot more teams in football and follow your players a lot more closely on a week like this. And what better week to do it because it's the fantasy playoffs. So that's, you know, that's the way I see it. That's the way. I like, I like the strategies where it's kind of like, are you going to start him on Thursday? You're going to start this guy on Saturday? You know, you got this other guy starting who's almost the same who could start on Monday for you. And, you know, mm-hmm. that. I mean, I know that's such a minor part uh, when you're start, you know, you're splitting hairs. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you can play with so many of these days and have, you know, by the time Sunday morning when you wake up, have a lot of points on the board already, one way or another, and either you know have a somewhat of yeah, a, it changes, I don't know, it, it just makes it a little a more of, fun. It changes a lot of people's mindsets, I would think, and and you're not, and it sh- and it shouldn't, you know. Uh, but I know what you mean. Like I have one fantasy playoff team where I think seven of my ten starters play on Saturday. So, you know, to the you, for that, like, I'll have a big advantage going into Sunday. And, right, you know, the, the player that like, you're oh playing, my God. The, play, the guy that you're playing might look at that and start panicking. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? And start making some crazy lineup decisions or go for the, you know, the fences, swing for the fences with certain players. But um, can't do it. It's, it's just like anything else, you know, just because you have a bunch of Saturday players. Um. It helps injury-wise because you're getting the injury report on Saturday for each game, and, and you can make your decisions for, all right, well, I got to not play this guy uh, and and switch to a guy that's playing on Sunday. So the, I guess maybe that helps, but I don't know. Just like the, uh, I just like the breakdown. I uh, I find it fun. Um, what else would you like to talk about? I mean, this is your show. I don't want to uh, direct too much here. No, I, listen, we, we, we talked about a, a lot with the quarterback situation. It's funny that, you know, we're, we're going into week 15 fantasy playoffs here. The quarterback position in fantasy is a mess. The tight end position in fantasy is a mess. The running backs are drying up. That's a mess, especially with all the banged up and inconsistency and non-productivity. It's, well, it's I feel, really I like, feel like... Uh, I, 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 let me just say, I, I really feel like this fantasy playoffs, that the wide receiver position is going to win it for teams. I think your wide receiver depth uh, as, is going to be what takes teams over the top. I think you're going to need the Mahomes and Kelsey combination to win an overall. Uh, they've been a little quiet these last two weeks. They head to Houston. I think Mahomes and Kelsey are going to go ape shit. Uh, this week versus you. Come on, man. Whatever. Children's show. Kelsey is so due for his eight for 140 and two touchdowns. It just blows the tight end field away and separates yourself. So if you have Kelsey 
He had uh, that, didn't he? No. So if you, what do you mean he had that? I feel like he had his game, that game already. He's had that like eight times already. What are you talking about? Now? Yeah, well, you said he's due for it. Yeah, but he's, he's due, not really for, due for it. No, he's due for it because his last two weeks he's been held under 13 fantasy points. So they've taken the Maybe he's getting old the, and worn down. No, 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 we'll see. But I'd say that, you know, after these two slow weeks, even by Mahomes standards, I would say that Mahomes and Kelsey are about to blow up, go nuclear. That's the combination you want right there, along with that Chargers and Herbert. That's it. I don't think you're going to, you know, without Jalen Hurts, Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, um, I don't even know if I could say Josh Allen anymore uh, just with how that offense looks. I think those three quarterbacks are what you're going to need to take down an overall. And, uh, you know, that's it. The, The wide receivers, we know what the studs are. Those other three positions are lacking, and I think the the, the fantasy players you're going to see a lot of low scoring games, and uh, it's not going to be one of those years where everyone's healthy right now and there's going to be two hundred point fantasy performances. Just think it's uh, I just think the fantasy season is like fading slowly, and all these injuries are really mounting up and taking a toll. Just going to be who Brock stays Purdy, healthy. Brock Purdy, though, I love Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. How about the, nah, the Brock Purdy won me a league. I told you about that Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy league. I mean, real quick, I'm going to tell you this just because you'll like this story. Last week, I had $1 left in my fab, and Lamar Jackson had gotten hurt, okay? And for whatever reason, that team, it was a pretty loaded team, and I it was one of the very few teams that I don't have a backup quarterback. I was just riding on Lamar Jackson. I was going to get a backup quarterback going into the fantasy playoffs, but Lamar Jackson went and got hurt. So I had no quarterback. So I look on the waiver wire with only $1 left, right? And there's like six quarterbacks that were going to be starters the following week. Okay? So what happens? These two owners, the guy that was in first place and a guy that was in third place, and I can't fault them because rightfully so. They went and they bid $2 on every quarterback straight down to block me. Oh, man. Yeah, this is in an <laughs> NFFC. Yeah, this is in an no. NFFC online championship league that I was top two in points. And, um, and did they drop listed, anyone of significance wait, for that? So, oh, I, uh, no. So, if you look at their rosters, they both have four, four or five quarterbacks each going into last week. Just because they both – now, I don't know if they conspired with the each, you know, w- with both of them because it was $2 and they both did it for three quarterbacks each to block me on all the big names. But guess what they did? They screwed up. They screwed up because I did $1 on seven quarterbacks straight down the list. They forgot Brock Purdy. They forgot to, to make him a $2 quarterback. That's amazing. So I would have loved to have been next to you, like when you're like, now I got to start Brock Purdy. Yes. So that's exactly what happened. Brock Purdy was the seventh quarterback on my one dollar list that I listed because I listed all seven quarterbacks. I needed one of them. They they did the right thing and blocked me, but they screwed up. They gave me Brock Purdy for a dollar. Now I'm sure when they saw that, I'm sure when they saw that when the waiver wire uh, came out, they probably kicked themselves and was like, oh man, but we don't have to worry about Brock Purdy anyway. And Brock Purdy, Nando, outscored all other six quarterbacks that they bid on. Brock Purdy was the best choice. And I wound up getting him, starting him, and made the playoffs uh, with Brock Purdy. So now I have a, a, a playoff team that's pretty loaded. But Brock Purdy is the quarterback 
of that team until hopefully Lamar gets back next week. Or maybe well, Brock Purdy. Maybe not. He's expected to play. He is expected to play. So that was another situation, though. As of today, I didn't know if Purdy was even going to go with this oblique issue, and then I wouldn't have had a quarterback because it's just you know, him and Lamar. He's playing with that Debo too, right? Like it's yeah. So that's going to be mean, interesting. But th- those two guys have to be kicking themselves, especially the guy that missed out on the playoffs because he forgot to, you know, he got bumped out. The guy that was in third that was trying to overtake me and bid on all the $2 quarterbacks. He uh, forgot Purdy, and he missed out on the playoffs and the playoff money. Well, he wasn't going to start Purdy anyway, though. That's not the I mean, point. they went and they the picked up, like, was... all those quarterbacks to block you, but they weren't going to – I mean, they let him have – I know. No, it came back to haunt him in a weird way. No, it came back to haunt him, meaning he didn't also pick up Purdy and right. give me a zero at the quarterback position. Right. So That's crazy. Yeah, but it Attention happens. Attention to detail, people. That's, this is why Chris Vaccaro is the best. Attention to detail. Attention to detail. You know, you. If you, you and Glenn Lowy were conspiring to do that, you wouldn't <laughs> have left Glenn Purdy. You wouldn't have left Brock Purdy. <laughs> Maybe not, but uh, they definitely were conspiring. I mean, did you get mad about yeah. it? Like, hey, you two obviously talked about this and tried to do this. Uh, if you could prove it, then yeah. I mean, they might have all just. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know if they know. Could, each uh, other. You could, can you see their bids? Can you see their bids? Of course you can see like, their can you bids. See, like, did they, one, they, they all they picked up bid? three quarterbacks each for $2. I just told you the story. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, can you see that they bid on all six like you? Like each guy each guy bid $2 uh, on six? No, or was one no. guy like, I'll bid two on these three, I'll bid two on these three, I'll bid two on these three? No, you can't. You, you just oh, see that that's the what, guys that's that they picked know. up. So, but well, uh, Backfired I'm on I'm happy them. for you. But that's the story, Nando. I hope everybody enjoys the games uh, this week and uh, gets a fantasy playoff win. Me too. Are you wrapping up the show for I'm us? I'm wrapping up the show for you, yeah. You got to get back to work. We do. This is a daytime show. That's we why Chris seems so full of energy. We have a, yeah, it's a daytime show. We have a lot going on in our lives, family, work, bar, this, that. So we did want to get an episode out for you. We couldn't leave you guys high and dry as we head into the fantasy playoffs. Go out and get yourself a, an opening round fantasy win and uh, in your home leagues. And uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully. Make us proud. You know it. Come back anyway if you have a loss. <laughs> stay Chris the, is going to give his top twenty-two. Fun. Chris is going to give his top twenty-two Christmas movies and his uh, top sixteen Christmas characters from I'm, movies. Sure, why not? I'm excited for that. You know it. Uh, thank you all for joining us here on the Chris Vaccaro Show, presented by Chris Vaccaro, starring Chris Vaccaro, produced and directed by Chris Vaccaro. I'm not an Afino. We love you all. Talk to you later. Peace.